Hi, this is Claire Galloway, artist, and welcome to the Art of Life podcast. I'm going to speak in this podcast around uh, how meaning is a self-fulfilling prophecy and how we find meaning and um, how meaning creates itself and is like the epitome of what being a creative human being is, like putting meaning onto things, um, seeing meaning in things, seeing symbol seeing metaphor, seeing a purpose in our journey and in everything around us. The act of putting meaning onto it is the act of building a sacred relationship with it. And um, I want to try and speak to that mysterious um, activity, which is something that the artists working intuitively or any creative working intuitively tends to, tends to unfold all these layers, like pulling back the layers of superficiality of the world uh, we tend to through our practice through our work through whatever it is that we're we're interacting with in the world like whatever way we're interacting in the world we tend to find meaning of some sort um, and not just project meaning but like create a relationship of meaning a meaningful relationship a, a relationship full of meaning um by focusing on meaning and by looking for the depth in a thing and looking for the symbolism the metaphor the the ways that the things interrelate on different layers if that sounds a wee bit too abstract and uh, out in the artistic ether there uh, i'm going to try and sort of um narrow it down like simplify it and uh, make it a bit more digestible um, when we get into a creative practice, there's a, a place, um, and, and when I say creative practice, I don't just mean, you know, as an artist, a painter, a musician, um, or a, you know, a professional of any sort. I mean, like when we get into a create, creative relationship with the world, it might be simply the way we're washing the dishes, or the way we're sweeping our steps, or the way we're um, taking a shower or a bath. But the meaning part of it is where we see a depth, we see a purpose in what we're doing, and that that purpose is symbolic and resonating with something else that's that's bigger and more meaningful in life. And um, the majority of us are are conditioned, very strongly conditioned by our culture to even, even if we don't want to be conditioned by our culture and we think differently, but we're conditioned nevertheless to conform to certain habits that, that demand that we have meaninglessness and that we give surface meaning instead. Like we go to a supermarket and there are 10 different varieties of essentially a very low-grade quality product um, which isn't organic and it isn't fairly traded and it isn't... Uh, kind to the or environment or kind to the people that created it or kind to the systems that it's come through in order to be with us so we can buy it in a supermarket and we're told that this is m so much more valuable than another thing <clears throat> right next door to it which is just the same kind of crap but like packaged up differently and perhaps with a, a more uh, fancy graphic or a, a list of ingredients that are slightly uh, more natural or, or such like, and they have a good tagline 
um, like I said, you know, a good graphic design, a good tagline, something that, that really impacts us emotionally. But the, both of the products are both using systems that are essentially destructive and essentially taking something from the world and giving back something negative to the world. And unfortunately, that's what a lot of our our um, transactioning essentially ends up being. It's this surface, not looking any deeper than the surface, valuing, like false valuing of these things that are coming into our lives through really, I mean, what to say about the way the world creates food and the way the world creates products. Like, there, it's mostly taking a lot more from the world than it's giving back to. And it's mostly taking a lot more from you than it's giving back to you. Um, ultimately, we're, we're working really hard to gain dollars, to gain pounds, to dig, dig in Euro, euros. And we're using our bodies and minds and intelligence and wisdom, which should inherently be much more um, vibrant and powerful, but we're channeling it into these very compartmentalised ways, actions, works and ways of thinking that mean that we, we, as a consequence, we can't work in a holistic way. Like we're not using the thing that's more than some of our parts, like the potent magic of ourselves. And what happens when we do that is that we, we start to live just on the surface because when a, a person is completely compartmentalised, they can only live on that sort of shiny surface. Um, the the depth and the meaning in life come from being intimately connected with ourselves, and they and they also come from our intimately connected self being intimately connected with the world, and then we start to see the oneness of everything. We start to see how things echo and reflect each other and interact with each other in this way that that there is meaning in the world, and as we look for that meaning we gain that meaning and we find more meaning but that meaning doesn't exist on a surface like it, it exists a, a kind of parody of it exists on the surface uh, like you're worth it you know because you're worth it and you know if you just use this cream or this shampoo or you know you'll you will have this sense of oneness this sense of goodness the sense of worthiness within yourself but actually most of us who who follow that thread of thinking are of course looking for something outside of ourselves and if we if we were looking uh, feeling within and understanding the meaning of the world we would be attracted to a very different product which probably would be um wholly organic and simple and with a very simple label on it and without some celebrity promoting it on a on a tv advert um so meaning um the beautiful thing about um, being an artist and working intuitively and being any kind of creative working intu intuitively is that there's this um, deepening that goes on. Whatever is keeping us on the surface sort of moves out the way naturally at the more we work on our practice. And as we do that, as we work in our practice and pull away the layers of the surface, we start to realise that actually everything is deeply, deeply meaningful. And the more we concentrate on that, um, not in a tense way, but like in a relaxed concentration, like we immerse ourselves in it, 
we step into the warm waters of it. Um, the more we do that, the more <clears throat> meaning is saturated. We are saturated by meaning. And the more we understand how things echo with each other, how the world echoes with us and that we vibrate with the world. An example is um, a distracted mind, perhaps revved up on coffee and cigarettes, uh, looking out the window, uh, like looking for worth in the world, looking out the window and thinking, mm, yeah, like, good view, right, what have I got to do next? And, um, you know, what is there out there that I can get? Or, you know, what, what is going on in the world? And like, no, nothing interesting. It's just like some trees and a mountain. Um, and seeing a lack of, a lack of value in what they're looking at, a lack of depth, a lack of meaning, like just seeing, like it's a view, there's no, there's nothing I can take from that just now, nothing I can harvest from it. And alternatively, a really calm mind who is in their own rhythm and already um, nourished by a healthy breakfast and standing looking out the window, watching <clears throat> the same view, <clears throat> but perhaps seeing um, some birds fighting over to the right, as I saw this morning, and um, and thinking deeply on that, looking at it deeply, and listening to it deeply, and thinking about the symbolism of it. And there's two birds there who are defending their nest, and another bird that's trying to get to their nest. And what is that saying to me? What is that story? Like, what is the story that's being told there? Um, you know, how does it serve me in this moment? Like, why am I seeing that? And what is what is the point of, of there being more depth and meaning in this moment? <clears throat> and in that moment, being connected with who I am and where I'm going and, and what I dreamed last night and how I feel this morning and, and what I want to achieve in the day, there's a really beautiful, potent symbol in it. It's like a medicine like a, a beautiful metaphor that I can take into my day about the pride of two birds trying to defend their nest and about the, the energy of the, the attacker trying to take what isn't theirs uh, in order to subsist. And there's something really beautiful and whole in that, in that image and in my eye and mind having been drawn into that image which was right in front of me, that if my mind had been busy and intent on the next thing, my mind would have been somewhere else and it wouldn't have particularly noticed that. It would have just discounted it as two birds, not very interesting, another bird, not very interesting. They're flapping about in the wind, whatever, not, not interested. It's just nature out there. Um, but feeling like feeling connected to that, that moment that I stood at the window and I'm looking out over to this tree which is very um, symbolic and beautiful that sits there um, like a kind of sentinel, like two trees sitting there together. And the fact that there's two birds, two magpies in it, and there's a crow that's um, trying to get to their nest and the two magpies very elegantly defending themselves and the crow very um, aggressively and sneaking, sneakily circling back round after it's been chased off, circling back round to the other side of the tree to try and attack again. Um, there's so much in that metaphor that I could sit and write an essay about it all day. <laughs> um, and it, it follows up that I had some very strong dreams last night 
And in the dreams, um, I was really struggling to, first of all, I was struggling to arrive somewhere, um, having to get off a bus and way, way far away from home and, and not sure that I'd booked the right buses and the buses weren't aligning up. And I was thinking, how did I manage to do this? I'm not very good at this. And then another dream where I was working uh, an evening in a, a really posh restaurant and I was trying to um, serve the first customers and there was this whole thing where I had to go down so many steps, way, 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 way down into the um, kitchens in the basement and then climb all the way back up and then the, the plate was getting all, everything was moving around on the plate because I'm walking so far up these steps and then the steps started to be filled with food and I was wading through food on the steps and struggling to get up the steps and then the plate was all, all the food had all mushed into each other and it was looking really terrible and I was going to have to present this and it was a really posh restaurant and I was like in tears at how, oh this is awful, you know, it was, I start, it started out so nice, I had this lovely neat waitress uniform on with a little apron and so anyway, the long and short of this is like, this This to me is very much about the, the struggle that I've had with is like living standing in two metaphors and um, in two paradigms and trying to operate as a business person in the world at the same time as trying to be a visionary, visionary artist. And these two paradigms have really been clashing, particularly where um, I've been censored on mainstream social media and I've been struggling to to be visible as a visual artist um, in the mainstream and these dreams and this image of, that I saw out the window of the crow attacking the magpie, like these things all completely interconnect and speak to me in my heart. I can feel energetically something about part of myself which is split in that, that part of myself which is struggling to to grab what I need, like struggling just to get sustenance, like trying to steal the chick out the or the egg out of the nest. And another part of me is defending, like these beautiful magpies defending their beautiful baby that they're trying to grow. And in a way, um, that like the fact that there's a tension between me and what I'm working for, and in the dreams it's coming out as, you know, me struggling to get to an, a destination and having booked the bus and feeling that I'm stupid because I've booked the bus, the wrong bus, and how could I have done that? And me struggling to... Um, serve, like struggling to serve the world. Like I want it to be this really posh, beautiful dinner and I want to do a good job and I want to present to this these clients who are sitting down in the restaurant, get them the food that they want and they've complained about the bread and I'm away, I'm away hunting around trying to get the bread and I've been away for half an hour and I know that it's... <laughs> I'm struggling to get up the stairs with the food and all this. Like there's definitely something in that that is deeply meaningful and interconnected, not in a super official, fantastical way, like, you know, I'll go and buy a dream dictionary and see what this symbolises, but in a felt, sentient, meaningful way for me in my life in this moment. And this is like a, a really key example for me, in my understanding, of where we, like, where we find meaning, like how meaning comes into our life and what we do when we find it. Like, it's not that I'm trying to psychoanalyze myself and then like create a story that that I then go and find the antidote to that story. 
you know, the magic slipper or, or whatever, the, the magic pill that, that fixes that story and makes it all peaceful again. But what I am understanding is like, where are there conflicts in myself? Where are there conflicts in my life? And what can I do to make those conflicts like really powerful, potent relationships? You know, I don't live out in nature and I'm not a bird trying to get sustenance by stealing another bird's chick. And I'm not, um, you know, I'm not in the dream. I'm not actually in the dream where I'm booking the wrong bus and I can't get home. And I'm not actually working in a restaurant where I'm trying to climb up a stair filled with bits of food and I'm, I'm up to my knees wading through um, spinach stew. <laughs> um, but, but those things are like the dreaming aspect and is very similar to the intuitive, creative aspect of life where we're making sense of the world uh, in, a, in a deep and symbolic way and in, in a way that we're trying to digest the world, we're trying to make sense of it, not to be able to get beyond it, but to be able to deal with it, like to be able to live more harmoniously with it. And ultimately, that's what our, our dream is, that huge gift to us, which is us being able to understand ourselves and our life experience on a deeper level. And also our waking life can have that element in it too, where we look at what's around us, look at it on all the different levels <clears throat> and see how those different levels resonate with each other and how they how they feed or don't feed each other. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's something I, I, I want to um, speak about more deeply, but it's, it's a very... Um, it's very, I'm giving you a personal example because it feels like that, that kind of, for me, helps me make sense of what it is to put meaning into the world or find meaning in the world. Um, and in the context of healing, of subsisting, of creating a successful business and so on, um, that they feel like, for me personally, they feel like really important symbols, aspects and ways. And I'm, I'm also working on, like, how do I speak about these things in a in a course like how do I speak about them in a way that I can give a working example to another human being and that they can also move beyond being in conflict about anything about their own creative power in the world and how can they get beyond that um so yeah I'm going to be sharing uh, a lot more uh, this month on patreon because I'm entering into a new phase of creating the school now that I have a much clearer idea, having gone through the Living in the Gift course for the last month or so, I'm gaining a, a huge amount of um, insight and clarity into what it is I actually want to share with the world and, and how I can uh, put that into a language that makes sense in the world. Um, you're talking about dreams and symbols and meaningfulness. Um, isn't always like the most accessible, um, the most accessible um, model for for teaching or or speaking. But um, yeah, it's all about how we we find our what is our language, and then we find the language that actually works in in terms of speaking it to the world. Because it's one thing to speak it out, like express it as an artist, but it's another thing to um, speak it to an audience of people who are not inside my brain and my sentience and my life experience and like how do we how do we translate it and uh, make it digestible and 
make it into bite-sized pieces. So I'll, I'm very excited to be um, delving into some new videos and new work uh, with the School of Real Art and um, go follow the links below this podcast if you'd like to join up with that. And in the meantime, there's various other news in this podcast and in this um, various other news in this newsletter, newsletter. So um, comment below if you have any questions about anything and um, the utmost abundance and meaning to you in your life. Beautiful things. Ciao.